Trauma to Testimony encompasses the proclamation of the truth and narratives of believers who have endured trauma and shook up their pain and purposely walk daily in their victories, giving God their yes. We are standing and affirming Revelation 12, 11 on this podcast. Listen, the surrender, the resurrection, overcoming trauma, the becoming better, the inner work you have to do, all heavy. Join me each week as we dissect the walk of faith we take as Christian women who have endured some of life's pain and struggles. We will dive into having the hard conversations to grow a deeper relationship with God. This right here is from my girls who have endured trauma but have a lot of Jesus. Hey there, healing bestie. So I know yesterday was so good because it even had me thinking about a dug well and the things that I have created for myself and just the the well that just has been sitting there for so long and how so many times we can have these spaces and places where we literally are digging wells, where we are putting everything that we have been through, the things we've done to protect ourselves, to be there for ourselves. Over time, we have those things there. And I was speaking with a friend the other day and it really just made more sense to me even what we talk about when it comes to Doug Wells that you know we were talking about healing me and my friend we were talking about healing and this faith walk with God and how many times when you know just when you're in a season where God is really revealing the things that you need to heal from and you wonder like I thought that I was healed from this I thought that things were good but only and this is what my friend mentioned and it really it really stuck with me she said well it's not that um those things were never healed it's that they were laying dormant and now God has you know really highlighted it and it needs to be dealt with before he can take you to your next and I was like wow Like it really made so much sense because that's what we see with the woman at the well, like things were laying dormant. It it was a cycle. And and I'm just so amazed because this story really is like so deep for me because it was a cycle of things that was going on. And you could tell that, okay, she had been in a cycle and things were laying dormant. So just literally think about that. Things are laying dormant. What is laying dormant in your life? You know, and now it may feel like it's a hard season because God is literally uprooting it. And like we said a few times on this podcast episode in this 21 day prayer challenge that Jesus illuminates sin. Sin is exposed so Jesus can forgive it. It's going to be exposed. And sometimes when things are exposed, it don't feel good. It don't feel good at all. Come on now, let's get real. It don't feel good. But that will lead us into today's topic because we are going to talk about a spring of living water. What does living water mean? What is the difference of it being, you know, not a dug well, not man-made limited supply, but something that constantly flows and how God really wants us to just, you know, understand the gift of living of living water to eternal life like we have to really recognize the gift that God is offering us and if we just sit here for a while and the woman at the well story we will see how the transformation has happened even in this instance even in this talk and this encounter That it's a beautiful thing and we can have that same encounter with God. We can have that same encounter where we understand that we've been digging wells. We understand that, you know, some of us were just like the Israelites. We were making all these different things that we thought that could hold 
what we had, hold our beliefs. We were putting our beliefs and all these hopes and dreams and possibilities and the things we've probably done before to feel better. And that's why we talked about a lot of different subjects during this challenge, because I believe God wanted us to come to this very moment where God is saying all those things that you have dug up, you dug a well. It's a broken cistern. Things are leaking out now. It feels like and in and, and healing, it may feel like it's it's tough. It may like when we talk about leaking, when we talk about something that doesn't fully satisfy, something that doesn't fully sustain, which we know God does both of those things for us, right? We talk about something that is leaking. We talk about something that is not worthy of holding us holding our, our, our pain, our stories, holding our purpose, holding our worth, hold, it's not able to hold and sustain and satisfy, right? It's not able to nourish us. It's not able to fulfill us. So that's when we start to create those wells and, and maybe we need to really release so that we can really allow just God's spirit to flow within us. So today, before we get started, of course, you know, we are going to invite Holy Spirit in and really take the time to to really have God sit with us as a means of of a spring of living water. What does that mean? And just figuring out how we can really start to live our lives and and be in a way where we're allowing God to constantly be living water to our souls and our spirits and truly be there for that. So I definitely recognize that these two topics, like what we talked about yesterday is Doug Well and being at that place where you start to recognize that maybe there's some some things I need to work on and then being in today where it's like, OK, I need to figure out how I can allow myself to believe and trust in, you know, living water, the gift of God. So I want to really just offer you the opportunity if you definitely feel like okay these are two areas where I'm really trying to find the truth and we talked about this a few days ago the truth is in your testimony it's it's in the blueprints in your past and your story and how God was there for you, how the handprints of God is in your story and then how you're now a living testimony, how now God is really working through your life and and how you start to know God's presence is there and starting to anchor in, anchor onto that in life and, and letting that be you know, how you live, how you choose to live, how you choose to be and how you treat others, how you, you know, really are embodying your testimony, the truth, the truth of what God's word says about you and for you, the truth of God's promises as you spend time with him and you're becoming a better individual that you're, you know, overcoming your trauma, you're healing, you're growing, and you're really walking out your testimony. If you feel like you need help in that, I definitely want to extend a helping hand and um, offer you a moment to speak with me. And I'm going to put the link to a call in the show notes so you can book a call and we can talk through it and we can see you know, what are some areas that you're needing help and guidance in? And let me let you know, this is very Holy Spirit led. So I definitely will be, you know, tugging on you to make sure that you're praying and you're hearing from God as well. You know, I want to make sure that we're activating that space because other than that, I'm just giving you empty, empty call because if Holy Spirit ain't there, listen, ain't nothing else. <laughs> So I'm definitely very focused on that. Um, but if you're in that space when you're like, hey, this really touched me and I'm trying to figure out where I am, I would love to talk with you and discuss just some goals and 
maybe work through some areas and try to figure out what could what resources could we put in place who is the best help for you right now and how could I help you you know like really get into the nitty-gritty about maybe using God's word to try to figure out that area of life that you're in and really get into you believing because that's the goal you believing in God more in an area or a struggle area that's for you you know that that's really the goal to really be true believers and true worshipers of God and just like we read in our story in spirit and in truth so just making sure everything is in alignment so I would definitely love to help you the link is in the show notes to book a call with me alrighty so let's go ahead and get into prayer Oh, gracious God, you are so worthy to be praised, God. Thank you for sitting with us in this Bible study series as we are talking about the woman at the well, God. We can see our story in her story, God, and we're just so grateful for your word, God. We thank you for your word that is always the truth, that always shows us who you are and what you are to us, God. We're grateful for you being a loving father, for you being our Savior and for you being Holy Spirit that guides us and leads us in our daily lives. We are so grateful because we are not deserving of just the magnitude of how you're here for us, God. But we ask in this season, in this episode, in this Bible study, that the words be illuminated, that Holy Spirit, you fill this space, you fill the environments for the other women on the other side of this podcast, God, that you fill their environments, that you fill this space right here God where I'm speaking and that you overflow like just your wisdom just your grace your mercy for us God that it overflows in this moment God and we can hear a message from you we can be able to clearly see what you are saying God take the scales of our past of our pain of our trauma off of our eyes take the the life experiences that may be skewing our view God we ask that you take those scales off right now God so that we can clearly see what you are saying spiritually God we only want to hear from you we only want to hear what you have for us the message and the purposes and plans that you have for us God so we ask that all distractions be removed at this very moment God so that we can truly hear in our hearts it could be in our hearts our hearts can be open and ready to receive the message that you have for us personally oh Holy Spirit um, come in for our different perspectives Oh, our different perspectives, whether it's a life circumstance, whether it's something we've been praying about for a while, that you speak to us, Holy Spirit, on a means of just what we are going through. We ask for your perspective. We need your wisdom. We need your insight. And we ask that it just fall on us, that it fall fresh upon us, that it be something that we know exactly it is coming from you, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this Bible study. Help us to see help us to remember of Jesus and we just lay down this Bible study to you and really ask that you come in and just send us an overflow of just this message and just God's word and just what we've been needing what we've been needing in this season oh in Jesus name amen Alrighty, so today we are going to start at verse, mm, verse 10, but we are going to stop at verse 14 and then we are actually going to read a few verses from John 7, I believe that's John 7. Okay. So let's start at John 4, verses 10 through 14, or 10 through 15. Let's do 10 through 15. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and livestock? Jesus answered, 
Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Mm. So the commentary says the living water I want to read it to you about verses 4 through 10, and then I'm going to read to you about verses 13 through 15. All right. What did Jesus mean by living water? In the Old Testament, many verses speak of thirsting after God as one thirst for water. Psalms 42, 1, Isaiah 55, 1, Jeremiah 2, 13, Zechariah 13, 1. God is called the fountain of life in Psalms 36, 9 and the spring of living water in Jeremiah 17, 13. And saying he would bring living water that could forever quench a person's thirst for God. Jesus was claiming to be the Messiah. Only the Messiah could give this gift that satisfies the soul's desire. So we can see that the living water is is going to quench the thirst for those things, quench the thirst for God, for just the for me what I see it as the good. It's gonna it's, it's going to to quench everything that you're desiring. Maybe you're desiring more money, more power. Like we desire these things because we see that man. Maybe this is what I'm seeing in, in society or life or on social media. You're when you're quenching and you you have this thirst for God, none of that is going to matter. It, it's going to just like Jesus told the woman at the well, he said that you'll get thirsty again. So you'll need to come back for this. Like, let's think about. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's think about social media when you're you're wanting all of these things that, you know, are vain and and and. That's temporary fixes. You're going to need to go back to see what else to get, right? So if you're watching somebody's else, somebody else's life, you may go get one thing, but that's not a, it's not going to feel the void that's there. It's not going to feel what you're really longing. So let's say you see that this person has all of these different things um, for themselves, like they have the car, the house, the, the money, the clothes. You're going to have to continue to keep going back to keep up with the Joneses, right? But the truth is, in your heart, there may be, you know, just this desire to, for fulfillment. But you're having to continually draw from the well of social media or this person that you're looking at because you're having to draw from it. You're going to be thirsty again and again and again because you're going to always feel like, oh, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. But when you are literally quenching for the thirst of God, meaning that something that sustains and satisfies, God can give you, you know, what you're really missing, the fulfillment in life. So you don't have to go from to an empty well that's dug and, you, and, and the grass is not always green on the other side. So it's so many things that God is all knowing that God knows exactly what to give us. It's not it's not something that's vain. It's not something that, OK, it's going to quickly go away. It's temporary. Um, it's more of something where God's like, I know exactly what you need. So you're not going to have to thirst once I give you this. You're not going to have to ask a, B, C, and D person for this. You're not going to have to follow this person to get the blessing that I have for you. No, you just need to come to, to God. And if more of us as believers re recognize that, that we can literally put everything into God and just, if we just, uh, if we are focused on God and seeking him, like literally really seeking him. And I'm not talking about just this, you know, getting up every morning. I'm talking about in your heart, in your mind, when you are doing certain tasks and everything throughout the day, when you're at work, if you're constantly seeking God, you're going to, you know, that's going to take up majority of your life. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to take up majority of your time. You're not going to have time for, you know, just extra stuff. When you're constantly keeping your eyes focused on God, when you're constantly just wanting to know what God has to say, what his promises are for you, when you're constantly wanting to know God's word and know how you're supposed to live like this, when you're stuck up in that, other things are not going to have the space to be 
in your in your focus it, it's not it's it's really not when you're truly focused on god you're gonna be like wow i wake up thinking about this and i go to sleep thinking about this then in the middle of the day i'm thinking about okay god i'm praying to you like one thing i recognize is that i'll be praying in my heart about something and god will literally start to reveal it like i literally will start to like i'll be in the car i'll get in the car and i start thinking about this one thing and in my heart i'm praying like i don't have to move my mouth i don't i'm literally it goes from me thinking about something and just really hoping and believing in my heart and i'm talking to god throughout the day about this thing and then god will send messages where you just know like you're probably you know i for me personally Somebody will say something or to be a word that's dropped on my spirit. One word, a plain word, like maybe um, restoration or it'll be a Bible verse, you know, that says something specifically. And I'm like, oh, let me go look up that Bible verse. And then I'm going to the God's word. And then the story has everything to do with the situation that I'm going through. It's stuff like that that makes you know that if you're really focused on God, you're not going to have the space for other things so just really wanted to point that out so um then want to really go into understanding that you know as as people we really do need things to to really like spiritual food spiritual nourishment when we go through certain dark seasons and certain things we have to recognize that sometimes we get into the cycles of life and, and the burdens of life sometimes by our own doing, right? And we need that spiritual nourishment. We need that food. We, we're going to hunger or thirst for things. But we have to recognize that we need God to satisfy that. We need God to satisfy us when we're spiritually hungry or spiritually um, drained or going through a hard season. And sometimes seasons take a lot from us to the point where it's hard to believe. It's hard to continue to go on and trust God. That's, that's the number one thing I hear many believers. I'm talking about women who pray women who know god who really have had like this just this faith that they struggle to trust in god in a specific area of their lives in their in healing them in their pain and i hear this over and over again but the thing is if we would take the time when we're spiritually hungry when we're continuing to go back to our well to draw from our dug wells if we would take the time to recognize that you know, only God can satisfy us, then we would, our approach would be different. So that, that's the encouragement for our approach to be different. When we're spiritually hungry and spiritually thirsty to really know that God will quench our thirst. And, and that's all. Only God can satisfy. Not to go to other ways, not to go back to controlling things or not to go back to all these things that you've done in the past when, when triggers happen like this or when you feel this season you shut down because that's the best thing to do or when emotions you know come up and you know you kind of like run away from it like really just going to God and sitting at the feet of God and just being like you know what God I, I don't know what to do but I'm going to sit here and let me tell you that sometimes you just you're going to be sitting for a little while you know and and I'm being honest but if you have a lifestyle of it and you and you're literally being still with God and you're sitting and you're waiting on God's answer, trust me, you're going it's going to be worth it. You're going to want to continue to cultivate a routine of it of sitting with God, of believing in God because what comes from it it's going to blow your mind. It's going to be something that it's like, "Oh, I could have never even thought about this. I could have never thought that God would be this good to me, would love me like this. Um, coming from a girl who literally my mind has been blown and, and still, let me, let me mention this, still in a season where it feels like straight up wilderness, but still God is blessing. You know, I'm talking about straight up real desert, desert wilderness. Like, I don't even know if that's possible, but it really feel real, real scarce. <clears throat> Just to be for real, it feel like, what is this? Um, 
what is this? I'm trying to figure out how to get out. Um, this really feels like a season where I feel like I'm just really quenching for my thirst. Like things are taking me out left and right. This has been one of the hardest seasons I've ever had spiritually. God, I'm trying to hear from you. I'm trying to really hold on to everything that I know about you. And we can easily, in them type of season, we can easily start digging our own wells, like really have a dug well. Like I'm just going to do this. I'm going to choose this for my life because things ain't going my way. It's like, no. You have to choose God. You continue to choose God because it's something in this season that, and I think I explained this to my husband and to um, a couple of my close friends that this season has been so crazy for me where it feel this is the, this way I know spiritually I'm growing because I felt like everything has taken me out this season, but it's like a little piece of me. Like, it's probably really, really small, but it's a little piece of me that's just still like, you know what? God, you're still good. I still know that you're coming through. This had, I've been waiting for some time, but I know that I trust you. And I know that, and I trust you because I know whatever I'm going through is making me better. Whatever I have, I have gone through is making me better because I know the type of father you are. Seasons like this will make you recognize the type of father, the type of savior, the, how the Holy Spirit really is there for you, leading and guiding you. Seasons like this will make you recognize that. And, and when I think about that, I think about just the woman at the well, that, that encounter, she started to recognize that this is the Messiah. And in seasons where we feel like it is so hard, oh, thank you, God. When we feel like it is so hard, that's when we start to really recognize who God is. That's when we have to really um, rely on just God's character and all that God says he is. That's how we know. The experience teaches us what we know. I want to read this commentary too, because I think that this is a beautiful thing. And, um, for John four verse 15, and then I'm going to go ahead and go to John seven, um, the verses in John seven. Okay. So right now, John four fifteen commentary from my study Bible. The woman mistakenly believed that if she received the water Jesus offered, she would not have to return to the well each day. She was interested in Jesus's message because she thought it could make her life easier. But if that were always the case, people would accept the good news for the wrong reasons. Jesus did not come to take away the challenges, but to change us on the inside and to empower us to deal with problems from God's perspective. Like, see, just like what I just said, like even in the hardest of seasons, you'll start to know who God is more. You'll start to see, you know, this is God's love for me. Like it doesn't matter when things are going peachy and good. You know, when you first come into salvation, because I always laugh at that. I always use that at the peak of salvation. It's like, yes, this is it. You know, but when you start going through some hard times and you start, ooh, I got to lean on my faith. I have to lean on my trust in God. That's what it really grows you spiritually so i definitely wanted to read that so at this moment you have just the religious leaders attempting to arrest jesus and one of the responses that jesus gives them as he stood in a loud voice and i'm starting at um john 7 verse 37 through 39 on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So definitely right here. That is the Holy Spirit. So we can see that as well with living water that flows from within. And if we go back to John 4, where it talks about um, this water also in, in verses John four thirteen through 
14 that we'll see that this same water is the one where we don't have to thirst again for God because it is Holy Spirit within us. So we start to see that living water is basically the knowledge of just literally knowing the whole like Holy Spirit is with us that after Jesus is glorified that Holy Spirit is with us so the resurrection all of that Holy Spirit is with us just as I don't know I think it's in Matthew where it talks that what Jesus tells the disciples that Holy Spirit will be with them after you know he was glorified and that he would be Holy Spirit would be the one to um, lead and guide them right there Holy Spirit is referenced as counsel I believe and I would have to find that exact scripture and we also can get from this, especially in verse 14, where it says, um, when Jesus says, Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. We can definitely see like a spring of water welling up. So when we, we can instantly see when something is welling up, it is having like um, a steady flow upwards or outwards as it begins to feel something. So we think when our eyes are welling up, the water is, is definitely coming up in our eyes, right? So when we think about that as well, as it welling up, seeing what this verse is saying that there is when we have Jesus, there is something welling up inside of us in our situations that we'll see things from God's perspective. Think about it. That's Holy Spirit dwelling in us. That's when we remember. That's when we can hope for more. That's when we can actually see, oh, man, it's something welling up in us. Is Holy Spirit. Jesus has left us Holy Spirit. And then we can go back to see as well. Because this God's word is so beautiful. That Jesus was speaking of this as well in John 4, 24. Where he was confirming that God is spirit. And his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we can we can infer from this too. That there was coming a time where spirit was coming where it was going to be an exchange that we have with jesus and will be holy spirit will help us to remember holy spirit will help us to remember of god's truth which is jesus you know like jesus said that he's the way the truth and the life meaning that we would know we would not be without his his guidance and his spirit but it would be through the holy spirit Hey there, healing bestie. All right, let's have a heart to heart. Have you ever had those moments in life where you feel like it's a struggle to believe you're truly free from your past? Where trusting in God's promises feels like a battle, especially in tough seasons and painful moments? Or maybe you find it challenging to maintain unwavering faith in God, even after experiencing salvation. If you're nodding with me, because you've had those moments too, know that you are not alone. As a trauma survivor and a woman who is overcoming her past and constantly on this healing journey, I certainly have my share of struggles. But here's the beautiful truth. Even in those moments, God's love is more than enough to pull us through. The day you embrace salvation, you are reconciled and brought back into a loving, redeeming relationship with God. You are free and you are redeemed. Let me be real with you. This devotional is a lifeline for those who are seeking healing, redemption, and renewal. I've walked this journey too, and let me tell you, it is nothing short of transformative. I've got something special for you today, Healing Bestie. The She Is Redeemed devotional. Inspired by the woman at the well, it is your lifeline to healing, redemption, and renewal. Inside, you'll find daily reflections, uplifting scriptures, and heartfelt stories to remind you that you are not alone. It is a warm hug from me saying, Healing Bestie, I see you and I understand. It's time to release your past pain and step boldly into the radiant woman you were created to be. 
Plus, when you order today, you'll get two exclusive bonuses because you deserve it. So head on over to traumatotestimony.org slash shop and order your copy of the She Is Redeemed devotional right now. Let's walk this journey together, bestie, and discover healing, hope, and purpose in our Heavenly Father. You are redeemed. Find the link in the show notes to grab your copy. Don't wait. Your redemption journey awaits. We could see that, you know, this right here, even with the woman at the wells exchange with Jesus and Jesus is telling her that he would give her if she knew the gift of God. And at this point, even when she asked, like when she was sarcastically thinking about the, the living water and she was like, hey, when Jesus was telling her about this living water, she was like, hey, if you could, you know, give me that, I don't have to come to this well. That right there started to be an exchange for salvation as Jesus started to illuminate her sin. That was an exchange. It was the encounter was an exchange where right there she was coming into salvation. And now the living water was a was literally a symbol for salvation. And she was she didn't even know, but she was coming in true into the true knowledge of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. That something sprung up inside of her at that very moment where it was like, Wow, now I, I know it could this be the Messiah? Like her spirit started to jump. It started to well up. Something started to come up in her that it didn't matter. Like literally she was at in isolation going to this well by herself. But then we see that she wasn't afraid to go into her community and say, you know what? Guess what? Is this the Messiah? He told me about everything that I know. Now there's something coming up inside of me. The living water, it continues to happen. She went on to tell her community to help other people. You know, like this is something where God will give us everything we need. She started to recognize that the living water, it, it was it was a nourishment. Jesus did something for her that she hadn't felt in years. She was going and isolating herself at the hottest time of the day. Her reputation was holding her back. And people, I'm sure they were looking like, well, she's telling us this. We need to start paying attention because look she's a she's an outcast like let, let's be honest it was setting the tone for her so it's 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 just uh, living water let's get into it because i can keep going on but let's let's get into something that a revelation that god had given me about living water okay so yesterday we did talk about the cistern um and the dug wells in jeremiah where you know god was telling them that they telling the israelites that they um basically you know had built a a, a cistern and they had forsaken they had forsaken him the spring of living water so with living water we when god says that he is our living water and it is ever flowing. It's a constant flow. Now, we did recognize that Jacob's well was not a, a spring-fed well. And I'm attaching a video in here about a spring-fed fed well because the revelation that God gave me was so deep that it was like, wow, okay. So... When you look at the video, we'll see that, you know, of course, the rainwater. Now, let, let's think about, okay, let's go back to this. Let's reference this first. So, you have the cistern, which is collecting rainwater, right? So, everything could come with that rainwater. All of the different process, everything is in the rainwater. Nothing, you have nothing to filter it. You have nothing to clean it out and, and give you the purity of the water, right? So, you just have a collection of rainwater, that's it, okay? 
and also if with dug wells and everything you have just a collection of the water there's nothing to filter it now when you have spring fed water you have a layer of soil that is on top of the rock the the um the rock the rainwater hits the soil the soil filters out the um what comes from the rainwater and then that water is then passed through the rock and then gravity has its way and it it brings it through the rock into a spring and the water that shoots out is like a spring right like a spring or that you'll have like a spring you know just think about that toy or something that springs up right so it is spring out and it goes into the streams um the streams or rivers and it flows so that's a constant flow so imagine the beauty of that first off let's talk about that how god you you literally get my words together because i'm so excited literally is nature like you'll start to see like god literally creation is just the the it explains the beauty of god so the revelation that came from this is that the soil begins when you have rainwater. So let's think about our life being a representation of rainwater. Maybe the life situations that we have been through where we're trying to heal and grow from things. And when we come into that, okay, the soil, which if you know biblically, soil stands for our hearts. So if you read the parable in Matthew 13, where Jesus explains the parable of the four soils, um, in verse in Matthew 23, Jesus is saying that our heart is like soil. If you plant the right seeds, you will bring forth good fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. So when it comes to that, it talks about the fruitfulness of just our soil. So we think about that top layer of the spring fed, <laughs> fed well. We think about that top layer, right? And being our heart, right? And those things need to be filtered through, right? So it's already filtering. So when Jesus is in our hearts and we have that living water, and, and, and literally we're there and, and we're getting things from God's perspective. Holy Spirit dwells within us. I really want you to catch this, that the beautiful thing of that is Jesus. It next goes through the rock, right? It goes through the rock. Hmm. The rock is permeable, meaning the water can flow through it. Okay, stick with me. Jesus is our rock. It's permeable. Water can flow through it. Let me tell you, Psalm 62, 1 through 2. From him comes my salvation. He is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. So when things already come through our heart, right? The soil, that water, talking about rainwater, our life, our situations. Like I, I literally am trying to paint this picture for you the way God has given it to me. So and now we have Jesus, which is our rock, who is setting the tone for how our perspective, our, our what's going on with us, what like our perspective is happening right then and there. And Jesus is our rock, defense, our salvation. Everything is is being done right there. The the like in our, I think about it going from our heart. Now we're, we're with the rock, which is Jesus. And now everything that rainwater, that same thing that seeps in our hearts, which is our, which is the soil. Now, as, as Jesus is dealing with us, we've come into salvation and we're learning all the things to do and all the ways to live and be. Now Jesus is dealing with us. Now we're going through the beauty of salvation well sanctification at that stage and how it is to live a life like Jesus how it is to really go off of a life that from God's perspective right and then those things are now with the the water 
already passing through the rock now. Come on. Jesus Christ being our rock is passing through the rock. So now we remember. Holy Spirit is guiding us and leading us to remember now wherever our water, wherever flowing, what comes, what, what is flowing in us is coming into the stream. It's coming into this peacefulness. Like when we, we hear about streams and we hear about bodies of water, we hear that, you know, there's calmness, there's peace. So things are now coming out and it's coming into a flow. <sighs> Come on now. That God will be the living water. It'll be a constant flow. It'll be something that doesn't just stop and sit and collects. No, that he'll be living water within it, within us. We don't have to thirst for the answer. We don't have to thirst for what's going to happen or the prayer prayers to be answered. That if we just have faith in Jesus Christ, that we know that it's going to forever flow. The living water is going to come out. There's a promise of living water <sighs> that we don't need to, to seek for the spiritual ref refreshment and the fulfillment because if God is with us, God is with us, Emmanuel, that God is with us. Like Jesus is Emmanuel, God is with us and, and Jesus promised his Holy Spirit. Come on now, promise his Holy Spirit. And the, you know, just the beauty of knowing that, you know, with God being living water, that it will be a constant flow, a flow, even thinking about that, that process of seeing how it, it can turn from rainwater to a pure water. Now this, I want to mention a few things because this water was used as um, it was near temples, like the, the spring fed wells and water. It was temples were by it because people knew that it could be used as drinking water. You know, the cistern we talked about yesterday, the cistern water was used for household things like flushing the toilet, like, um, you know, it wasn't really used for drinking water. So now that we can look at that and see, we can see that this was something that was pure and fresh. And, and, and God is really speaking to us to say that he has something that's pure. He has something that's fresh. He has something that's nourishing to us, to our souls, that we don't won't have to thirst for something. So even seeing that reference and to know that that God would literally put us in places where we could we could get spiritual nourishment from them. Come on now. And because we literally have this constant flow of living water where God is our, our living water. We, we think about just that process of just the constant flow of living water. And we and when we go to like even Psalms 1-3 says that person is like a tree planted by streams of water. By street, why God is referencing throughout all throughout his word up until this point, already telling you about living water. We read about the beauty and creation with where God puts living water in certain places for certain animals and how it plays a part in creation. Now we're reading this in Psalm 1-3 where it's saying that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, by streams of water. Which yields its fruit and season and who leaves do not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Meaning that God is literally the fulfillment of that individual. That the streams of water, because it's pure, because it's spring fed, because God is flowing through it. God is a constant and natural flow through it. That it will prosper. It's time for us to really get back to that place with the Lord. Where we know it exactly know our worth. Where we have, we know God is spirit and we can only worship him in spirit and truth. A promise of Holy Spirit being with us. That not even, and I want you to see the beauty of this, that the rainwater, I'm sure the woman at the well came with a lot of rain. And sometimes we have storms and seasons that it's a lot of rain, right? She came with the rain of her story and she even told her community that Jesus told me of everything I ever did. 
And some of us are coming with the rainwater and the rainwater is hitting our hearts and it's seeping through to the rock. And we need to understand that Jesus is filtering it out. That's why we have to stay focused. He's filtering, it's, it's running through and it's ever flowing to the streams of water. That God is forever in our processes. God is forever in our hearts. God is forever in the flow of our lives. We're becoming better. We're becoming one with God. That's why it's so important to have a relationship. That's why it's so important to trust the sanctification process, which is the process that comes after salvation, where God is constantly pruning us or we're go we feel like we're going through wilderness season because God is taking still working on those areas of us where maybe the old us where the pain was where the the bleeding out resides where we, we still have ways about us that doesn't align with God and God is working on us through the sanctification process and we have to bear the fruit come on to bear the fruit we have to recognize that bearing the fruit <sighs> That we have to allow that ever, that ever, um, constant flow of God to flow through our lives and our situations to focus on God. Whew. And maybe that comes with more belief. And I, I've been really having this on my heart. And I think, I don't know if we'll do it, you know, starting next year, but to really go through believing in God and who He says He is. Because I, I think a lot of the times we hear it in church or we may hear it from someone like God is our provider. God is our healer. But to really go into context in God's word and to know it and let Holy Spirit speak through you is a different thing. So I really think we'll be doing that soon because we need to believe in our hearts who God is. And I really want to kind of wrap this up and give it to you like this because we have to remember the book of john is all about belief and proving that jesus is the son of god and when we start to look at because i'm just i'm so emotional with just when you watch this youtube video on spring fed water and the process of how that happens it's like what and to know that these bodies of water were near temples and how God literally was doing away with laws and ever putting his love into the land and saying that that would be the one thing and that we would have to love God with all our hearts, all of our soil. If you just start to look into God's word, it just starts to it starts to be like, wow, this is mind blowing with all of our hearts and everything that's being poured in. That even when it has the rainwater that comes, that all of this is is making us believe more It's making us dig deeper. It's making us know that God is the one true God. And that's surely what the woman at the well felt i'm sure that's what she felt as she went to tell other people and that's what we're called to do to really just say jesus really changed me look at how i'm changing from the inside out you know like to really say like even with my story god even with it you still know me and as we read even the context of what I just read to you about the person being um, a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. <sighs> we have to recognize that also, you know, that not too far from that. It talks about, you know, us meditating on God's word day and night, that it's important to be in his word. It's important to be in his word and Holy Spirit will lead and guide you to what you need and that we need to we forever believe because we're in God's word, because we're remembering of his goodness, because we see the beauty of who God truly is our belief 
Oh, God is asking for us to believe more in this season. Believe that he is our living water, ever constant flow for us. Yes. Oh, man, this was so good. And, and I just want to end this off with a prayer because I believe that God is really speaking to us right now about belief and believing that he is our living water. He is our living water and the peace that comes. Like when you when you hear about water and streams, I just really, if you don't know, you listen to nothing else, that God is really telling us that if we put everything in to him and focus on him, that he is giving us peace. That that he has the gift he has for us is so much beautiful than anything that we could ever make up, any any wells, anything that we could ever pour in from the world, we will always be spiritually thirsty if we focus on those things in the world. But if we just tune in with God, he will forever give us what we need. Oh, let's pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the magnitude of who you are. We thank you for just this message on living water, that you being our living water that is an ever constant flow through us, God. And we, we do not look past just the moment. The moment when we came into salvation and we thank you for that moment. And I pray today that as something that speaks to us, God, that we literally sit with it. We sit with your love. We sit with your grace. We sit with your mercy. And we sit with the story, the love story, God, that we, you are the ever flowing living water in our lives, God. That we don't need for anything. We shall not thirst for anything because you are God and because you are there for us, God. You provide for our every need. Oh, God, I want to pray just over each and every individual who is coming across this prayer call, God. And I want them to know that they are loved by you, God, that they are adored by you, God, that they are your child, God. And I pray that their hearts, the soil, oh, God. That those that they start to have, they start to bear good seeds like they start in, in different seasons. God, even those seasons where it feels like it's taking them out, where it feels like darkness is creeping in, where it feels like it's, it's very burdensome. God, that even in that they know that it will yield fruit because you are our living water. God, you give us peace. You give us joy. God, you give us the fruit. You give us everything that we need. God. That if we just have a life with you, God, if we just de devote and dedicate our life to you, God, you will provide everything that we need. We don't need to thirst for a thing. And we, we are so grateful for the exchange, the encounter that we get to have with you, God. We're so happy that we get to have this life with you where we see that, God, you are with us. That throughout time, you have been setting the tone for being with us. That even in creation, as we look, we see that as your creation, God, you have created this beautiful design for us to draw near you, God. And we ask that in this season, we can draw near you, God. Oh, God, whatever is in the way, God, we ask that you move it, God. We ask that you heal and deal with us on behalf of our belief in you, God, of our trust in you, Father. We want to believe more. Oh, God, and some of us have had the salvation and some of us need to come back to that very moment and have an encounter with you, God. And we ask that you meet us exactly where we are so that we can have an encounter Oh, God, and draw near to you that we'll know exactly who you are for us in this season. Oh, we love you, God. And we're in expectancy for what you're going to say and what you're going to do. We thank you for just having this life with you. Oh, God, be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, healing bestie, this was so good. Let me tell you. Whew. we'll wrap it up tomorrow but let me tell you that this was such a good episode 
Our friend came in, Miss um, Sunny Nevea, a few times, but we had to push through this Bible study. And I really pray that this really helps you. Get in God's word, okay? So you can know who God is, so you can know what God says about you in your life. It's better to know the truth than to go off of lies. The truth is in God's word. I love you, Hill and Bestie, and I will see you in day 21, our final day. <laughs> but it was so good. It was so good. All right, Hill and Bestie, see you in day 21. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that it has impacted you in a very special way. Share this episode with a friend who may need inspiration in this area. Screenshot this week's episode and let us know what you think about this episode. And tag us on Instagram at trauma to testimony. If this did a tug on your heart, I want to invite you to stick around with us and join our email list and Healing Besties support community. The links are down in the show notes. And until next time, let's heal, bestie. Let's heal together. Heal with you next week.